T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The Rams and Bobby Wagner, the veteran linebacker who signed a five-year deal with the Rams last year. But remember, it was a five-year deal with a lot of stuff on the back end, not so much guaranteed. Now, he did have guaranteed money coming up in 2023, so that's why the sides had a conversation. And a lot of times we say the sides mutually agree to part ways. That was the case in this situation. Mike Garofolo on Bobby Wagner, who is a free agent. Jeremy White and Sneaky Joe. Sabres win. Having a lot of fun with the Sabres this morning. And deadline is a week from today. So if you want to call us on the Sabres and chat about, you know, goalies, Chikrin. We've got an update from uh, the Pittsburgh media on Chikrin and how the Penguins do want him. So we'll get to that a little bit later this hour. For now, though, we're going to bring in Chris Trapasso on the uh, Wester Hotline. Talk a little... Well, NFL free agency and NFL draft as well. Chris, good morning. Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. It's going, it's going good, Chris. You know, we had, we had, we had a, uh, a Sabres win, so people are pretty happy about that. We got, Vibes are strong. We got a playoff race. You know, it's, it's a good time. Yeah, it's fun. So Chris is a uh, NFL draft analyst for CBS Sports, young player analyst as well. He's got the scouting grade book you can uh, pick up. You can find that uh, on his Twitter feed, and we'll get you a, a couple of spots to pick that up a little bit later in the segment as well. Chris, does Bobby Wagner... Uh, move a needle for you for the Bills? He does. I think uh, going into last season, I, I was in, I think, kind of a, a small group that thought he lost a step or two or maybe three, and he's really just a run defender, can't really do much in coverage anymore. But I was wrong. He, he had a very strong season. I, I know for Bills fans, probably the one image that they have of Bobby Wagner is Josh Allen stiff arming him at about the five yard line and diving into the end zone in that opening. Uh, kickoff game last year but he had a very strong season with really only Aaron Donald in front of him not otherwise a great group up front for that defending Super Bowl champion Rams last season Uh, he still has good range he's a very good run defender he can still hold his own in coverage It, it just will depend on what deal he'll ultimately take and like all the reports are like kind of retroactively mentioning last year it was just it was reported as a big deal but it was really a one-year, $10 million deal. I do think, and I think we would all agree on this, the Bills want Tremaine Edmonds back, but all it takes is one team like, say, the Chicago Bears to offer him an exorbitant contract where I think the Bills will obviously have some ceiling for what they will pay Tremaine Edmonds. And then at that point, as we're starting to see these um, free agents cycle in, these guys who are being cut, there'll be plenty of options for the Bills, not even just in the draft but with the likes of someone like Bobby Wagner to fill that 
role at the middle linebacker spot next to Matt Milano, even before free agency starts with other players likely being uh, cap casualties over the next couple weeks. You would not see them going in-house? Uh, or, or would you? I guess what would you think be the likeliest thing to happen? If Edmonds, if Edmonds gets to the open market and things, I can get Roquan Smith's contract. I mean, that's probably not happening yeah. here if he can. So then, right, we're talking about either Bobby Wagner's of the world or we're talking in-house. And shouldn't Terrell Bernard be the name that we discuss as to whether or not he's capable of stepping in? Well, yeah, I, I think that's a good point. It's logical, uh, but it kind of harkens back to the head-scratching element of that pick when it happened in the third round last year that at like six foot and 220 pounds, he really is a weak side linebacker who's going to clean up those plays, which certainly with all pro Matt Milano, the Bills don't necessarily have a glaring need. And it was obvious planning ahead for the future that they weren't going to have a glaring need at that specific position. I, I would be a little bit surprised if the Bills just say, we're going to move ahead with Bernard and Milano, because for as much as I'm a huge advocate for in today's NFL, obviously linebackers can be smaller. You want them to be able to cover. That's more important than anything to have two linebackers who probably aren't 230 pounds as your two main linebackers that are going to be on the field 90 plus percent of the snaps with how much the bills play nickel. I think that would be, a, it would be very surprising if that's what they went in to the 2023 season with. I think a Bobby Wagner type, we know Brandon Bean likes to, you know, add free agents, establish veterans, even guys who are a little bit older. He's willing to do that. I think that's much more likely. Yeah. Chris, anytime we have a conversation about, Edmonds leaving it feels like it turns to it's a very specific type of linebacker they would need a specific mm-hmm. skill set that could s- step into that spot for Edmonds and so you're saying you, you believe Wagner would fit the bill exactly maybe not on the level he's not going to get the kind of deal that Edmonds is and Edmonds is of course mm-hmm. much much younger but close enough yeah definitely and I think Bobby Wagner is your classic middle linebacker who you know on a run play where there's a pulling guard, he's going to be the one that's taking on that lead block, and then Matt Milano comes in and cleans it up. And I think that's an area that Edmonds has gotten better in. I would say that's probably still his biggest weakness is getting off blocks and quickly diagnosing a play and understanding where he needs to go. I think Matt Milano, probably not in terms of straight line speed or explosiveness on Tremaine Edmonds' level, but he just plays a lot faster. And I think with Bobby Wagner, you would get that player that, certainly understands every single type of blocking combination, route combination underneath in coverage. I think he would actually work well as just that classic middle linebacker next to Milano, who's your classic outside or weak side linebacker. Chris Trapasso on the Western Hotline talking little bills now that we know that uh, Wagner's out there. How about a couple other guys that were cut loose? This is a little bit of a, not always a surprise free agency season, but Wagner's on the list. Robert Woods, Taylor Lewan. I mean, is any name that has hit the open market hit you as maybe a good idea for the Bills that could be a, a veteran ad? I think Robert Woods uh, would make a lot of sense because I don't think he's going to command a lot of money at all. I mean, he's, he's into his 30s now. And you have to also factor, like, if he was coming off a big season or if the Titans went deep into the playoffs, they were always just going to get more uh, money for those type of players. That didn't happen. And I think – he never was a, a, a high-caliber athlete, so he was always someone that could play later into his career and still be good. He wasn't someone that was only winning and, and that being contingent upon how explosive he was or how fast he was. 
In terms of running routes, we always hear about being a nuanced route runner or a sharp route runner. That's Robert Woods, and I think he could establish a nice connection with Josh Allen, you know, understanding when to sit down in zone or when it's man. Um, He's not going to command a lot of money. He's still pretty sure-handed. Not going to provide much after the catch, but if the Bills, you know, further down their roster wanted someone that said, okay, here is – we're going to raise the floor of our wide receiver room that at the very worst, Robert Woods is going to be our wide receiver three or four. I think that would make sense just from the player that they would get who's still very savvy and can still get open with his intricacies, and he's not going to cost a lot of money. Chris Trapasso on the Western Hotline. Let's get to the draft a little bit, and Anthony Richardson's odds have skyrocketed. I don't know if you saw this, but it was like plus 10,000 a week ago and then plus a 2000 on Monday, and now he's at like plus 700, I think even higher than Will Levis to go first overall. So, Anthony Richardson, the quarterback out of Florida, I've seen how high you are on him. Um, how high, I guess, for our audience, are you on him and why? I really like him. I mean, he's still my number three quarterback behind CJ Stroud and Bryce Young, but he's right behind them. Like, they're two, three, and four in my big board right now, and I think most people have Anthony Richardson a little bit lower. I didn't. I hadn't seen those odds before Jeremy texted me yesterday about this. Um, but I, I have had Anthony Richardson as the number one overall pick in my last two mock drafts. That's not like inside info. I wasn't talking to Jim Ursay and saying the Colts are going to trade up. Obviously, it's just that going into the combine, I'm trying to project forward. What usually happens at the combine? There are whether it be a quarterback or edge rusher, wide receiver. There's always a few players that not necessarily come out of nowhere, but are entrenched first-round picks who become, hey, maybe they could be you know, the number one overall selection. And I think the discrepancy between Anthony Richardson and Bryce Young in terms of their size and just their overall athletic profile, I think is going to be borderline staggering. We're going into the combine where most people are saying, it's Bryce Young, he's, a, he's the shoe-in for the number one overall pick. If he's 5'10", 190 pounds, and probably doesn't work out at all. And then Anthony Richardson has like a Cam Newton-esque workout, which I think is distinctly possible. Then I think you will start to get a lot of those, hey, this guy should be the first overall pick because he has those high-caliber traits that every team is looking for in a Josh Allen, and a Patrick Mahomes, a Justin Herbert, things like that. So I, I really like him. I certainly think he's raw. He needs to get uh, better reading coverages, making decisions. But – I'm just of the belief that the combine usually pushes up a few players and Richardson, just from watching his film the last couple of seasons at Florida, I think he will be that guy at the quarterback spot. And we usually have, I mean, Trevon Walker last year, the number one overall pick, he was barely on the first round radar at this point in 2019. Kyler Murray was not the number one overall pick going into the combine. Even Josh Allen's year, it was either going to be Josh Allen or Sam Darnold at the number one overall selection. So things are very fluid and, we still are relatively early in the pre-draft process. Chris Trapasso. Chris, on quarterback, all right, you, you mentioned you think he's your number three, but you know teams like to go for traits. How much of that is Allen, right? I mean, he, he kind of changed the game this way. Mahomes, his, his ability to improvise. You know, the position has become overall not about one guy's really athletic, but it seems like if you don't have an athletic quarterback, somebody that can make plays off schedule, then you're kind of limiting yourself as an offense. Do you think that's changing the way all quarterback prospects are viewed and the, and the way that also coaching staffs start to bring them in to the league in these offenses? 
Yeah, that's a fantastic question, and and I think it has. I think Patrick Mahomes in 2017 and then Josh Allen in 2018 are the two guys who have, more than anyone else, changed how quarterbacks are valued and, and their skills. And I think more so than anything else, because you can never say, okay, this guy's going to be like Josh Allen once he gets in. He's going to work on his mechanics. He's going to really focus on improving his accuracy. I think more so than that, the Bills – and Brandon Bean picked Josh Allen with the faith in themselves. Like, okay, we have this guy that has sky-high tools, and we need to build a good team around him. And the first season, season and a half of Josh Allen was first not good, then got a little better, and then you add Cole Beasley and John Brown, and then certainly um, Stephon Diggs, build up the offensive line, invest in the draft and in free agency, and then you got the 2020 season and where Josh Allen is today as a you know consensus top three quarterback. So I think – now, certainly all these GMs have confidence in their scouting abilities and, and their ability to build a team. They need to say, and I think they are saying way more than they ever have, I trust myself to build a good team around this quarterback. Do I want a quarterback who can surgically pick apart a defense and maybe doesn't have a big arm and can't really run around? Or do I want those added bonuses to the quarterback spot and then get him an elite receiver and a great offensive line. I think because of what Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and maybe to a lesser degree, Justin Herbert, what he's done, teams are saying, if I miss on a quarterback, I want to miss on a guy that has Hall of Fame traits as opposed to someone that has a super high floor and can maybe get us to 11-6, and six, but then when he faces a Josh Allen or a Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, it's going to be obvious that the, the skill level is not the same between those quarterbacks. When you do mock drafts at this point with these quarterbacks, how how much is who is picking at number one going to affect this, or is it too early? Like if it's Houston um, that moves up a spot, like do you feel like one of the guys makes more sense for Houston, or maybe I know Richardson and the Colts is one you guys have had. So like, does he make more sense for Indianapolis for a certain reason, or are we still in the phase of we're just mocking whoever we think the top guys are at number one? Well, I think now that we have all the head coaches, I think it, it it crystallizes things a little bit. And I think Shane Steichen, the former Eagles offensive coordinator, landing in Philadelphia, that's when I made that change. It, again, was not any inside info. It was pre-combine. But after watching the Super Bowl and the, the last two seasons of Jalen Hurts' development, another athletic, underdeveloped quarterback when he entered the league who's become – I don't know, a top 10 quarterback at this point, and, and certainly in Shane Steichen's offense was able to really grow as a runner and a passer and used in the design run game. That's kind of what made me think Anthony Richardson seems to make a lot more sense than Bryce Young, who is not going to be a designed run game quarterback. Uh, I think with the Houston Texans and certainly a lot of their uh, front office comes from New England, would they be more, um, you know, advocates of someone that's more a Tom Brady type that isn't going to move around a lot, but has the, the cerebral side down like a Bryce Young. Um, so I, I think you can do that a little bit at this point. Certainly at the combine, though, where there's the entire NFL media there, you can maybe start to get some nuggets. But I think over the last week or so, which is when I changed Anthony Richardson to being the first pick, it because of the coaches kind of understand what they've uh, had at their disposal earlier in their careers and what they'll likely want to have now as head coaches. Waiting for the combine, like you said, to kind of sort some things out. 
you know, Bills fans should probably want as many quarterbacks to go in the first round as possible, right? Yeah. They're not in the market yeah. for a quarterback, so more quarterbacks going early is good and pushes all the other talent down the board. Chris, where where are we getting to right now on how many wide receivers? Because I feel like that's going to be the, the position we talk about the most, along with, you know, addressing the line, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Where are we on how many receivers are first-round grades or or could be in the mix for a pick in the first round? Right now, it's four. Uh, Quentin Johnston, uh, Jordan Addison from USC, Jackson Smith and the Jigba, and most likely Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee, who's like a tall, like Will Fuller, just down the field guy. But like I said earlier, someone runs sub four four at the combine with a forty inch vertical, and then you'll hear, "I'm going to go back and watch the tape," and I, oh, now he's a first round pick, which I think is a little silly. But I, I do, I am a big believer in uh, how objective the combine is that you can say, Hey, this guy looks fast on film, but then he runs four, six. Then you're like, well, he's not really that fast. I'm going to believe that more so than just my eyes watching the film. So right now it's four, but there could be other ones. Rasheed Rice um, from SMU. I love Parker Washington from Penn state. Uh, Jaden Reed from Michigan state. There'll be a few. And again, it's impossible to to tell who's going to have those big combine workouts now, but right at this point of this interview going into the combine, probably four receivers, if you pull the entire league, would be – these are probably going to be the first-round picks uh, in this draft. You feel – is it – it seems like a couple-year trend here where that sweet spot is round two. Yeah, definitely. And I think you'll see – you guys will probably have a, other draft analysts on that will say, oh, the real depth of this draft is round two, three, and four. That's what really happens every year. But at receiver, I think that's – certainly the case um it's been a trend really since that 2019 draft with aj brown and debo samuel dk metcalf all going in the second round um it's i don't know if like the league is just behind in terms of uh valuing or or not valuing the right skills at the receiver position but the bills certainly could go offensive lineman and then wide receiver in round two get someone like parker washington who's amazing after the catch he's like a debo samuel or a dj moore is my comparison for him, that type of player in round two while addressing offensive line in round one. And I think that would be a good way to kind of start this draft. If And believe me, Jeremy, I'm, I'm on team wide receiver <laughs> in round one just like you are, but I think going offensive line and receiver would certainly make sense as well. Yeah, I'm open to it in round two. I'm not going to get mad about that. One one more thing for me, Chris. Um, I'm not sure if we've had you on about Bijan Robinson yet, and let's not even make it about the Bills per se. You know, for those of us that have – no first-round running back as a rule. You could say that for every possible team that could be have fans that would be listening. Is Bijan Robinson a rule breaker? Where you you might have to get rid of that rule for somebody this good? Um, I would say he almost is, and you're going to see and hear a lot of Saquon Barkley comparisons, which I think are pretty apt. The only difference is, and maybe the combine will change this. Saquon Barkley at Six foot and 230 pounds ran four four flat, and you saw that speed on film at Penn State. I don't know if Robinson has that breakaway speed. So if if you were trying to convince me, not that you'd do this, but if you were trying to convince me to pick a running back in the first round, I would want Saquon Barkley, Bijan Robinson in terms of their size or elusiveness or contact balance. But you would have to convince me that these guys can hit 60 and 70 and maybe 80-yard touchdowns in the NFL. I have a very early second-round grade on B. Jen Robinson, which is about as high 
if I would ever grade a running back. I had Jonathan Taylor in that range a couple of years ago. But I still think for as much as teams say, and it's kind of out there now that they're not going to pick first-round running back, I do think he still will land somewhere in the first round because we've seen Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, other running backs go in the first round, even though we've kind of known this for the last five to ten years that you probably shouldn't pick a running back that early. So tell us about the scouting gradebook. People can pick it up if they're looking to uh, continue their draft prep. Yeah, if anyone, whether you're trying to watch 300 players like I do, which you're probably not, or you just want to look at the receivers and the offensive linemen for the Bills, scouting gradebook is just a way, it's a grading system that I created that is super easy to uh, fill in your grades. Everything's customizable. It comes preloaded with the entire draft class of 2023. And what's cool about it and what has helped me is as you're grading, the big board auto-populates on a different tab, so it builds itself. So you're not saying, oh, do I move BGN Robinson ahead of this receiver? Uh, I don't know. You, you fill in the grades with whatever grading scale you want, and then you go to the big board page, and you'll see, oh, I have BGN Robinson as my 39th overall player, something like that. It just streamlines the process and really organizes any size scouting process. If you're, again, 300 players, 100, just the first-round guys, so you can have on your own computer, you know, your own big board for what you think the entire league should do or maybe what the Bills should do in this draft. All right. Scoutinggradebook.com to uh, check that out if you want to jump on that. Uh, Chris Trapasso on the Western Hotline. Chris, thanks again. I'm sure we'll talk down the line. And uh, enjoy the combine. He's there? Oh, okay. He's gone. Enjoy the combine. Um Watching NFL Network right now. They've got Bill's Lions on from Thanksgiving. Bit of a surprise here. That it's the number two game of the NFL season? Yes. After the so Super Bowl? They asked everybody to rank the top games of the season. Mm-hmm. Number one is the Super Bowl. Number uh-huh. two is Bill's Lions. Not even Bill's Vikings. Right. Bill's, Bill's Lions. Lions. Not Bill, I mean, it was a good game. Not Bill's Chiefs. No, not Bills Dolphins. Either one of them. You would have put it fourth on Bills games. What do I remember from this game other than Von Miller getting hurt and the Allen pass to Diggs at the the uh, every play? I'm looking up like I have no idea what happens here. The uh, yeah, the Allen pass to Diggs at the end. I mean, it's an incredible game winning moment. Yeah, it's national TV. The Lions ended up becoming more of a story after this game. Right at the time, their record wasn't great. But they made a push. They were four and six. Yeah, going they, into this they game. lose this game. They go to four and seven, and then they rattle off a bunch of wins. Right, but at the time, it was like it was just a it was just kind of there, right? It was a good game, but number two in the league, not not Jacoby Myers throwing it back to Chandler Jones at the end of the game. Like, <laughs> right? I'm fine with it. Like, it's a good game. I'm glad to be watching it right now. But I would not have. I wouldn't even had it top two for the Bills this year. No, big surprise. Digs down on the field. It's funny. Don't remember that. This is so dumb. It's the offseason, Joe. I just watched this, and Diggs is on the field looking hurt, and I thought, oh, no, get up. <laughs> it's yeah. the offseason. Uh-huh. Yeah. He got hit pretty hard. Late. Anyway. Okay. When we get back, we've got news, some, out of Pittsburgh about Jacob Chikrin. They're after Chikrin. A number of teams, of course, are mm-hmm. chasing the Arizona defensemen, so... What the Pittsburgh GM coach, what they're saying about their pursuit of upgrading at the deadline, I want to get your reaction. You know, 
if Chikrin gets traded, where he gets traded, to me, determines how we feel about it. So Pittsburgh, if they get that done, we'll get you that on the other side. Give us a call, 803-0550 to join us on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Cuts to the middle. Good stick by Labushkin. No penalty on the plate. Here's Stankos again. Stankos lost the handle. And a break here for Labushkin. And down the ice. They come. It's Labushkin. Ilya Labushkin looking for his first of the same. Ilya Labushkin shoots, scores, and scores. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? Bushkin overtime. Of all people. With his first goal. Ilya Labushkin. The one. The gummy bear. The one real travesty in it all. This is his goal song. Ah, oh, I know. If and it had happened... If it had been at home... Imagine that game, the referees, and that goal happening at home. Yeah. With this song and that I'm playing the, after for the win. Yeah, this is his goal song. The Sabres, when are they home next? They are home Tuesday at against Columbus. They have to find a time to play this song. Play the highlight of Labushkin scoring in and overtime. Play the Gummy Bear song. I thought no, I, I thought they were home for Washington. Oh right, that Sunday. There's a game on Sunday. Sunday. Play it. Yeah. During like one of the commercial timeouts, just fit it in. Hey, you missed the, if you missed this on Thursday. Labushkin Gummy Bear song. Or a little congratulations on your first goal as a Buffalo Saber. What other goal songs have we not heard yet this year? Actually, you know what we haven't heard yet this year? Jacob Bryson. Do you know what his goal song is? Ooh, uh, I, I I brought him up because I know it's a fun one to hear, or or we would have talked about it, and I thought, well, we'll never hear that. Is it Bye Bye Bye? Nope. What is it? Timmy Trumpets. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yep. Which I think you were very much against for yes. him. Tommy Trumpet, it's uh, Narcos is the name of the song. Narcos, yeah. Right? Tom, Tommy. Tommy Dur- Trumpet. No, Timmy Trumpet. Timmy right? Trumpet? Okay. I'm pretty sure. Oh, here's how I keep it straight. Timmy Trumpet, Tommy Dangles. Yeah. That's how I keep those two straight. Okay. Tage Thompson's Tommy Dangles. 
All right, Sabres win. Got an update on the Jacob Chikrin sweepstakes. Okay. Give us a call, 803-0550 on what you want. The deadline's a week from today. Howard's Howard's last day is going to be the deadline. Yep. Kevin Adams. Just, you know. Well, that means nothing's going to happen big on deadline day, though, right? He's about to, well, we'll sign off at 10 a.m. and he'll be on vacation forever. So 10.01. So I think that means <laughs> all the big things can start to happen. So, you know, Kevin Adams, if you want to send Howard off with style, you could just go ahead and make a Chikrin trade or Timo Meyer or goaltender. I tweeted out this morning that if the if there's a trade to be made to up, upgrade goaltending, the Sabres should do it. The problem is there's not that many options. You'd been mentioning Thatcher Demko from time to time. He's hurt. Yep, he's hurt. He's having a rough year, and he's hurt, and he might be hurt to the point where now he can't play. Yep. And you can't trade for him. Your other options are, you said Corpusalo and Columbus. Um, Arizona has a goaltender. You can get Vejmelka. Yep. Vejmelka has he, been great this year. He's got another year on his contract, too. So, yep. Which is good, right? We need a goalie next year, too. I would say yes. If you want to acquire a goalie with a little bit of term, one more year, that's not a problem. That seems to me like a good idea. I mean, Labushkin's winner last night, it's great. Two points, stay in the race, and a win tonight over Florida would really be bigger than last night. So win it in, uh, you know, go ahead and win it in regulation. You know what other goaltending, or what other other song we have not heard? Mm. Owen Power has not scored at home. He has not. He's th- yes. through four goals, and Je- they're all on the road. Jeffrey writes in every goal on the road. His song, he didn't have a song, I don't think, at the beginning. Like, he at least, he didn't, um, I'm looking at the list right now. He was not listed on the original list. He might have picked after, but he was not on the original list. Okay. That's got to be everybody. Has Matias Samuelson scored at home? Probably not, right? No, I don't think so. His is Drip Too Hard by Lil Baby. Well, obviously, obviously, uh, that was my uh, it was our our wedding song. Did we ever hear from Casey Fitzgerald scoring a goal? Because that's not going to happen. He he has a song here. It's tricky. Oh, the song is it's tricky. It's tricky. Yeah. So if he comes back, he's on the Panthers. Well, it's on the road. If they play at the Sabers again this season, and he scores. Don't they have to play the goal song? He has a goal song. Mm-hmm. Even though he's on the away team. And Anders Bjork also has a goal <laughs> song on here that we have not heard yet this year. Hypnotize. Okay. So an update on some trade stuff. Darren Dreger tweeting moments ago. Yeah, just four minutes ago. The Rangers are sitting a pair of players. Rangers continue to talk to teams about brokering a trade. Perhaps a deal similar to what we've witnessed in the past week. So in the last week, mm-hmm. it's uh, Kravtsov and Lecision sitting for the Rangers. Okay. So those are young players players are they not i believe so this is this for kane they're gonna go get kane who do they need to broker a deal kane's a 10 million dollar cap hit so we've seen deals brokered minnesota has been in on two deals taking salary getting draft picks not getting really great draft picks but getting draft picks chicago took on zaitsev and got a second and a fourth and from ottawa arizona made a trade where they picked up shea weber's contract and they got a defense a defenseman to do it Will the Sabres, if nothing else, broker trades? Well, first yeah. off, you probably wouldn't broker a trade with a team that's, you know, Islanders, Florida. I, why, why would I help you help them? Right, right. But if they wanted to do something like that, they could get assets back and then send those assets off in trades, or they could replenish what they spend. Anyway, the Chikrin stuff. The latest on Chikrin in Pittsburgh. So Rob Rossi writes, 
that Penguins coach Mike Sullivan wants Chikrin. Basically telling Ron Hextall, like, go, go get this guy. Go get him. Go get this guy. I want Chikrin. Hextall, according to Rob Rossi, has balked at a potential deal because the Coyotes have asked for two first-round draft choices as part of any package. According to two team sources, briefed on Hextall's thinking. So the Penguins are saying no. They want they want two first-round picks. Hextall doesn't want to give up two first-round picks. Mm-hmm. Which... Which seems like a better idea to you, if the Sabers are being offered the same the same package? Yeah, would you rather the Sabers give up two first round picks or two prospects taken in the first round last year? Probably, probably two first round picks, right? Yeah, I think so. The, the prospects pro- are further along in their development; they're closer yeah. to getting here. Yeah, they're already whatever the the yeah the. I was going to say, like, the, the yeast is rising. The bread's in the oven. Like it's, it's already on its way. It's closer to being here. I've got three pieces that I selected last year in the draft, and I've started to put work in with them. Yeah, you can almost consider my 2023 first-round pick is Noah Oslin, and my 2024 first-round pick is Yuri Kulich. And go. I just hit the fast-forward button on their development by a year or two. Yeah, I traded those year, these years for that year. Yeah, so, so I think I'd rather trade the picks but for some reason doesn't it look more expensive on paper when you write out two first round picks it definitely does when the pick is blank it looks like it's worth more yeah would you give up two first round picks for chicken right now yes 2025 and 2026 or 20 oh, i'm sorry not those 23 are, and 24 23 and 24 yes well is that but it, hold, is, on, is, hold on hold on part hold on, of, hold on. Hold on. pittsburgh this is what's odd. Sorry. The specific reporting, the reason I said 25 and 26 is not because I don't know what year it is. That's what uh, yeah. Arizona is asking for for Pittsburgh. Your 2025 and 2026 first-round picks. What is Arizona doing? Why do they want picks three and four years from it now? It might be because Pittsburgh, I'm double-checking, doesn't have oh. firsts because they never do. No, they, they do have their first, though, the next two years. Okay. You know, well, can, Ar- can, I get, can I get Galaxy Brain here on what the Coyotes might be thinking? Because I, I would love this line of thinking. That's Arizona betting. That's when you get really bad. That's, we want 25 and 26 because Crosby's going to be 37. Right. Malkin's going to be 40 and probably gone. You're going to be horrible in 25 and 26. We want those picks because we think they could be top five. That's pretty good. That's uh, that, that makes total sense. And is that where... Why, if you're yeah. Pittsburgh, like, is that why you balk? Because you know... Those two picks, like I'm, I'm tanking maybe those years. Well, now you can't if you do that. Now you can't, right? But you have the worst prospect pool in hockey. Mm-hmm. That's not why you're good anyway. You're good because of your stars, but by then you have to expect that your stars are not going to be are not going to be there for you. So you'll be in no man's land. You won't have your picks, and you won't have the prospects, and you won't have your stars anymore. You'll have nothing. It's my. I love it now. I love it. Oh man, it's, it's too bad. I the, love it the, too. That strategy is wasted on an Arizona team because that's that's <laughs> that's really good. I yeah. thought you were going to get in something even like more galaxy brain, where it's going to be something along the lines of by then they'll move. <laughs> you know, they'll just right. move to Manitoba, yeah, or something. They probably should. It no, do, they won't. It, they're the, they're it, the NHL's Cayman Islands. It does make sense though. Why do I want your first round pick this year? I'm helping you make the playoffs. Right. I'd rather have it in a year and twenty. If you and do, them, you can you can project them more easily than other teams when you're going to be bad. Right. And if it's 25 and 26, Chikrin, by the way, is under contract this year, 24 and 25. 
So you're even waiting kind of till he's gone sure. or he's about to leave. Would they bet on, hey, he's not going to resign there because you're, you're going to be toast. You're going to be toast. I love that from the Coyotes. And that makes it, doesn't that make it more expensive for the Sabres? Okay, well, how about If this? I'm the Coyotes, would I rather have the Sabres 23 and 24 picks or would I rather have the Penguins 25 and 26 picks? You'd rather have the Penguins 25 and 26. I think so, it's, too. It's interesting. I wonder if, and again, like these GMs all talk, so that, um, they don't really wonder this, but let's say Kevin Adams reads this article and says, you know, 25 and 26 first rounders calls right away. I'll give you those. I'll give <laughs> right. you 25 and 26. And if you're Arizona, wouldn't you say, not really interested in those ones? I want Pittsburgh's 25 right. and 26. I don't want yours. We think you're going to be pretty good for a while. Yeah, here. you look like you're okay. What, is, what, what does Kevin Adams say in uh, exchange? Though? Buddy, have you seen us the last 10 years? <laughs> I mean, there's no one's first-round picks you'd rather have than this, than this team. Arizona, while we're at it, like the, the Connor Bedard sweepstakes, when that happens. Mm. So he's the next great thing in hockey. Number one picks are almost always amazing. And four he's, number one picks, he's like very high on the he's list. He's supposed to be behind McDavid but ahead of Austin Matthews yes. on how good he is. Yes. You want to go more conspiracy stuff? The NHL simply cannot allow that player to go to Arizona. It cannot happen. Mm-hmm. Because Def- absolutely you right. cannot have that player, A, I mean, I don't even want him in the Western Conference. That's a waste. I, I said this the other day. They, they, they missed on McDavid, right? Like, as hard as possible to market him as the superstar in the face of your league, where Ed- he went. Edmonton. Edmonton. Arizona's worse. And look look at the list right now. I'm at tankathon.com by the odds. Look how many teams out west. Columbus is number one right now in the odds. Anaheim. You would, if you're the, San Jose. If, Arizona. Vancouver. If you're the league, Anaheim, Chicago, both fine. Philadelphia. Anaheim, good. too. Anaheim. It's, I, I mean, think it's, you want him on the East Coast. I agree, but at least it's it's L.A. Sure, okay, right. I mean, like, Philad- if you're the NHL, isn't Philadelphia your dream outcome? Probably. Or Washington. You just, it cannot, it cannot be Arizona. It, no, you're right, yes. You have to step in. <laughs> you have to do that drawing well, behind closed doors, and when that number pops up, and Bill Daly Reason says Arizona. Could that be you, the turning point for not, Gary Bettman? Be like, wait, like whoever's in the room at that moment says, read a different number. Well, <laughs> it get, you're all taking this to your graves. We are not sending that kid to Arizona. Or, or if they do win the lottery, the other way to treat this is, hey, Gary Bettman calls up the the Coyotes the next day and says, listen, I know I've been, I've been your strongest defender for 15 years. As you've gone through ownership turmoil and arena, you got kicked out of your arena, you're playing in a college rink, and I've stood by you, but now you have the rights to Connor Bedard, so we got to move you. Yeah. We got to move you to, you know, ooh, is there a good, Houston. We got to get you out of here. 803 550 one trying to up or Senators trying to upgrade their blue line. That's one thing. We've not seen the Sabres really listed in many rumors yet, right? They were, Ch- like, listed as, as, as uh, next to Timo Meyer's name, yeah, like, checking a month in on, ago. Checking in on Timo Meyer, checking in on Chikrin. But that's it, right? And I wonder if Kevin Adams will... Has he said anything, like, specific the way that some of these other GMs have? Like, we'd like to add, we'd like to upgrade. I think 
I think he had a little bit of a comment about depth on on the blue line. They might be looking for that. Anyway, deadline week from today. Sabres win. They're back to it tonight against Florida. Jeremy White, Sneaky Joe on WGR. Time for the pick of the week. Brought to you by Riverfront Auto Sales. And my pick of the week is going to be something I'm reading right now and have to get a little bit deeper into, but it's good, juicy stuff about Russell Wilson and the Broncos. Riverfront's pick of the week, a 2015 Audi Q5 Premium Plus, a mint SUV, mint condition, loaded, all-wheel drive, only 80,000 miles. It won't last, so buy it now, riverfrontautosales.com, or call Marty Sr. or Marty Jr., 886-1626, a 2015 Audi Q5 Quattro, four-door Premium Plus for sale at Riverfront. So a uh, piece in uh, – who's who wrote this? This is uh, the uh, Kalen Collar, Mike Sando, Jason Jenks, that – Russell Wilson mm. in Seattle apparently went to ownership before he was traded mm. and asked that they fire Pete Carroll and GM John Schneider. Fire those two and hire Sean Payton. Wow. That's what Russell Wilson wanted wow. in Seattle. He lost the power play. Yeah. He got traded. And now he plays for Sean Payton. It was that off season that he did it. Well, it would have been Payton was in New Orleans the year he, before. He that, had so. just left the Saints. Yeah. Okay. And he lost the power struggle. How about that from Seattle? How many teams would side with the player there, or would, would yeah would side with the player? A lot. Wouldn't most of them? And they decided to stick with the coach and the GM. I mean, it helps that the coach has been there for ten years. But that is your that is your all time player. The, right? He's their all-time player Yep, in Seattle. Won them a Super Bowl starting quarterback. He goes to you and says, I want a new coach and GM, and you tell him no. That takes... I, I don't know how many owners would do that. Try to imagine a scenario in your head. Not that it would happen, but when we talked about Russell Wilson in the past, can you imagine the Bills ever trading a quarterback that won them a Super Bowl? Imagine it's eight years from now, and Josh Allen says, I want the GM and the coach fired. After winning After a Super winning Bowl a like Super six Bowl. years before. Yeah. Imagine saying... No, you have to leave. <laughs> that's that's that, crazy. That is wild. That is crazy what they did. It worked, right? Like yes. We think it worked. Yes. But, wow. Yeah, Seattle came I out. don't think I would make that decision, I so don't, credit I don't, to them. I don't know how many teams would. And they looked, they looked pretty stupid for doing it when they did it, and then one year in, they looked like geniuses. Yeah. Because it looked, went so bad for Russell Wilson. And they made the playoffs. Or... Did they make the playoffs? Seattle did make yeah, the playoffs. Yeah, they made the playoffs. They, they made, made the playoffs. playoffs. Yep. <laughs> wow. Man. Wow. What a story. 803-0550. We'll get a break in. Jeremy White, Jody Biasi here on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during O'Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 
MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app, baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.